I wanted to be more than just her man. The hand she used to soothe her pain. I wanted to reside in her veins. Be the blood to keep her heart beating. Be the reason she needed to be all she could be. Would we be the epitome of what union is? Give glimpses of what happens when substance meets structure. When the touch matches the sentiment and our actions are sincere, there's a balance there. A fear that you may not be given enough. And when that feeling is mutual, you can actually view love for what it is. A balance. A standstill. A distinction between real and fake. A place free from deceit and doubt. A station without stating the words because they're felt. Held in the highest regard but displayed in a timid demeanor. No need for mean gestures when love is festered in the heart. And if you start that as the premise, then you finish where you begin. With the truth. The proof that a bond bonded on balance will beam triumphant in the end where you can't determine where friend end and lover begin. It's in that instance love is depicted descriptive and plain because the aim never really changes. And our way may sway at times, but at the end of the day, we'll find our place right beside each other. Mended at the roots Fortified at the base, flourish with the fruit of fidelity, sincerity, and the fruition of what God intended us to be in the balance of things, where all things in its own unique way correlates. That's the balance, where the word we precedes I, and I die without you and never strive to hurt you. That's the balance. So I hope to find us amongst the elite of this discreet group of lovers who will put their lover's needs above the fulfillment of their own. This is where the house is adorned with the beauty of the home. And may God protect it. And may we thrive to respect it for all it's worth. And may we always put each other first. And a thirst to please you. May it always be accompanied with your hunger to please me. And that's the balance of love. You're listening to Spoken Soul Sessions. You ready, my man? With Poetic Black. Ain't nothing holding me back but me and... Who's holding you with you with you? Check this out, man. Spoken Soul Sessions. Oh, my God. This is Spoken Soul Sessions with Poetic Black. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Bold stances and lewd advances got us here. You are listening to Spoken Soul Sessions with Poetic Black. We'll start from scratch, exploring new possibilities. Yo, 
Welcome, 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 welcome to another episode of Spoken Soul Sessions. I'm your host, Poetic Black, and today we're going to talk about love. That's right. The main thing that people write about in spoken word is love. So, in the beginning of the show, as you guys know that uh, I spit a little piece, you know, as as a theme of the show, you know, the name of that piece was um, entitled The Balance of Love. And uh, I wrote that piece at the time, you know, I was going, I was going through a little, uh, I was going through some relationship issues and, uh, and I was actually just pondering, like, what is love? You know what I mean? Love get really misconstrued a lot of the times because uh, basically we don't understand it. But when you really look at it, or what I came to know and understand is that love is actually a balance. What do I mean by that? Love is a balance. When I say balance, I I'll use the analogy of uh, let's 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 use the analogy of a tug of war. And tug of war, when you have two opposite sides, the object of the of the game is to overpower the other. So. If you notice, if you have two teams that are equally as strong, you know, each team is pulling with all their strength and they're equally matched. You notice that what happens is a standstill. You'll see the flag. It won't move to the right. It won't move to the left. It'll just kind of stay right there in the middle. And when I thought about it, I was like, this is love. Love is a balance. It's not going to allow you to give more than you receive. And that's a lot of the times that we get mis misconstrued about what love is. And we, we kind of replace love with infatuation or lust, you know, but love is a balance. So you can give yourself a, a you can test to see if you're in love with your partner. You know, when you look at you look at things in retrospect, you see if your partner gives you just as much as you give them, there's gonna be a balance. If I'm giving everything that I can give and you're giving everything that you can give, there's gonna be a balance. There's gonna be a there's gonna be a stoppage. There's gonna be a there's going to be a standstill, whereas, you know, neither party can overtake the other like a truce. <laughs> so when I wrote that poem, you know, I was going through a lot of things and I was in a lot of relationship issues and things of that nature. And I was really kind of pondering on like, what is love? Like, why is it that, you know, things don't don't always like you you feel a certain way about a person 
and the feelings are not reciprocated and you know it's just it's a, it's a big mess so while going through this little relationship issue you know i decided to pin a piece and that was the result of the piece the balance of love and it's like <clears throat> excuse me it's like when you really look at it you know a lot of times we we find ourselves in in relationships whereas we think we're in love you know we're, we're willing to give we're willing to give all to our partner or, or that significant other but it's not reciprocated and that's when you know you're not in love you're in a situation you're in a bad situation you're most likely in a situation where you can be taken advantage of you know so as the measuring stick you know love is balance you know you you will never find yourself if, if you're truly in love you'll never find yourself giving too much you know you'll never find yourself being exhausted you always have something to give because it's, it's being met with that same intensity you know and a lot of times we find ourselves in one-sided situations and the situation will take and take and take how many times you've been in a situation when you're in a relationship whereas that that significant other takes and takes and takes and takes until there's nothing left until it's all depleted so that was kind of like the concept of this piece the balance of love you know and it's deep because like when you writing man like like me personally when i get in my zone you know i'm not one of those i'm not one of those free fall writers like one of those writers just it just turns on like sometimes sometimes like i'll have something on my heart or something will inspire me to the point where i can just pen a piece i can just pen a piece and it'll just come out just like water it'll just flow out but then there's other times where I really got to contemplate and really think about the theme of the poem and, you know, really see where I want to take it. You know, how to how to instill into the poem all that emotion that I feel. So when this piece, when I wrote this piece in particular, you know, like I said, I was going through some things and uh, I just thought about it. You know, this this poem was like. In the, in the making like three months in the making before I actually put pen to paper you know I was just contemplating on the theory you know love being a balance love being you know it's like like even in the scales you know we both weigh the same we're in the same weight class like everything matches so we're given that same intensity is gonna produce something beautiful so that was the concept of this piece. It was a it was a heart uh, a hurtful situation. The relationship ended, or whatever the case may be. But at the end of the day, you know, I grew from it and I learned from it, and uh, I knew, I learned a little bit more about love. And that's basically the power of spoken word, you know, the ability to to really like get a piece of paper, get a pen, and really vent vent out what you're feeling being able to like just put it to the pad and just just release everything and just just leave it all there and that's like that's how poetry and spoken word becomes really therapeutic you know 
I love spoken word. So I want to welcome you guys to Spoken Soul Sessions. Here we deal everything about spoken word. We get into a little current events. You know, we may talk about something. We may talk about certain issues or whatever the case may be, but it's basically about spoken word. You know, I'm a spoken word artist. I go by the name of Poetic Black. Let me give you guys a little brief history of who I am and, you know, how I really got introduced into poetry. Well, I got into the poetry scene officially in about 2007. Now, prior to this, I used to write. I wouldn't necessarily label what I wrote as poetry. Back in those days, I used to call it pondering literature because I thought that, you know, basically I thought poetry was like, it was too weak. You know, it's like, I didn't want to be known as a poet. You know, I thought it was like cliche and oh, roses are red and violets are blue, but I had no idea the depth of poetry and spoken word. So I would just write, and it was pretty much for my own personal pleasure. I would just write things and just write scenarios or just write my emotions, how I felt or how I would feel about a certain situation. You know, and I would just write. It wasn't nothing really organized. It was just pieces of paper and I would just write it and then I would read it and I would just pond on it. So a friend of mine who were, was actually in spoken word, I mean, he was a, he was a spoken word artist. And um, I used to let him hear some of my stuff. And he used to tell me, he's like, yo, man, like, he's like, you... You a spoken word artist. And I'm like, nah, man, I don't, I don't do all that. So he's like, nah, for real, man. He's like, your stuff is pretty good. And, and maybe you need to think about just getting into it, man. You love to write. So I was like, well, I don't know. So I gave it a try. I gave it a try. And I still remember, I still remember the first piece that I, that I ever wrote. The first piece I ever wrote, let me see, can I get a couple of stanzas of it? Let me see. The first piece I ever wrote was called The Measure of a Man. And I think, let me see if I can get it. Please forgive me if I don't get it through because I'm spitting it from memory. I haven't spit this poem in, in years. It's been over a decade. But this was the first poem or first spoken word piece. I wouldn't say poem. I'll say this was the first spoken word piece I ever did. And it was entitled The Measure of a Man. And I said, I haven't been many places in my life and time, but in time I've learned that places don't make men, but experiences do. And I've seen many things, but the things I've seen makes this cliche true that we live a life not that of our own, but a life that is dictated by the normalities of what's accepted. Or should I say what's expected? But somewhere along the lines of these expectations, we lose that sense of relation with ourselves. Now, what's the direction of a man who has lost his way? 
but the sway of a drunken soil with the stench of drunkenness. And this is how it really gets. Of the millions of minutes we've lived, one was missed. And that one will determine the men will become. And we maybe may seek to change or maybe turn back the hands of time, but there's no minute relived. There's no man sustained from yesterday's food. We can't eat what's already consumed. The plight of tomorrow depends upon today's provision. But this is a provision that's nearly never sought. And this is a vision that's nearly never caught by young and old alike and the likes of men today alike. Pigeons in flight, afraid to live the life of men unflinch, terrified to finish the unfinished thought, petrified to begin, begin the process of which to know life void of restrictions. I mean, worse is the condition of a man who finds himself in shackles fashioned by himself. Deprived the joy of living by the image he finds in his own reflection. But let us be the exception to the rule of this game we call life. And let us not be fooled nor deceived by the places we've seen. But let our measure be determined by the experiences of life lessons. So that was the very first spoken word piece that I ever did. That I wrote intentionally to perform it, like to get on the stage and perform it. So that was the first actual performance piece that I ever did. And it was from there, I was hooked. <clears throat> I was hooked. It was like, wow. I'm like, that reaction that I got, you know, when I when I actually performed the piece, it's like I really, really, really got into it. And I'm like, wow, man, this this feeling is amazing. And it's been on from there, you know, so... From that point, I was like, okay, now I'm I'm a spoken word artist. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, well, I need a name. So I'm like, I'm like, what's my name gonna be? What's my stage name gonna be? You know, so I'm like, ah, I don't wanna go by my my government name. So I'm like, I need a I need a stage name. I need a stage name that's gonna that's gonna tell the audience who I am. You know, so the name that I come up with was Poetic Black. Poetic Black. So people ask me, like, Poetic Black, like, what do that mean? So in one piece I wrote, I wrote a piece, and one of the stanzas in the piece, I, I said, uh, I said, Poetic like my thoughts, but black how my heart used to be. But now I walk in that light. But the black is to remind me from where I've been. And if it wasn't for that black, then the light wouldn't be so evident. So I, I stuck with that poetic black. And I, and I think that it really, it, it encompasses, it encompasses like who I am as an artist, what I strive for, you know, in my artistry and, you know, like who I am, you know, so matter of fact, in, in fact, this is probably like maybe the first time I've ever really like said that, <laughs> you know, be like really like like people who are close to me who ask me like close friends of mine uh, or peers, poets, you know what I mean? They may, how you get the name Poetic Black? And, you know, I may tell them, but I haven't really, really broke it down like that, you know, that basically... The poetic is like I'm always thinking in poetic fashion. 
And then that black, that black is to remind me, you know what I'm saying? The black is to remind me about the light. The black is to remind me about me, my people, you know, what I fight for, what I strive for. So that's Poetic Black. So I get the name Poetic Black. And from there, now I got to do shows. So I first get on the scene and actually I knew I knew this one brother that I knew in passing because he he would come to the restaurant I worked at for the for the people to know I am a chef. That is my that is my uh that is my profession by trade. You know, I'm a professional chef. I do I do work. I'm a professional chef. However, poetry, you know, I'm also a professional spoken word artist. So between those two, the poetic chef, you know. So anyway, so basically when I when when this guy, uh, you guys may know him, he's very he's very well known in the jazz circuit. His name is Rome Neal. He does the uh banana pudding jazz jams at the New Yorkians Poets Cafe. So this guy will come in, you know what I'm saying? He would come into the store. Now I worked in this little soul food restaurant. And he would come into the um, restaurant and I would kick it with him, whatever the case may be. And he would always put out his flyer. So he would, he would like, yo, here, I'm going to put these flyers out in the store. You know, so I was like, all right, no problem. So I was like, I looked at the flyer. I'm like, what do you do over here? He said, it's like a jazz, a little jazz jam and all that. I was like, oh, I like jazz. And I told him, I was like, I do, I do poetry and spoken word. So he was like, really? So I was like, yeah. I do spoken word. He said, well, won't you come to one of my events? You know what I'm saying? I'll get you and I'll put you on the mic. You know, I got a, I got a, a section or a, or a part of the show where we do open mics and, and you can come up there and do something, man. So I was like, all right, I'll do it. Now, at this time, I didn't know. I didn't know that the, I didn't know how legendary the New Yorkian Poets Cafe was. I didn't know how legendary it was. Like, like mind you, I'm just getting into the spoken word scene. You know, this guy, he invites me. So later I will come to know how how monumental this place was and how, how much of an impact it had on me as an artist. So in any event, he invites me and I go out there. And when I go out, I am nervous. Now, technically, this is kind of like like really one of my first times being in front of a a large group of people performing, you know? So it's like, I'm like, I'm, I'm going through it. I'm going through it. And the show was a nice show. It's a nice little live jazz show. He had, he had um some artists that, that came in and it was, they was doing a set, whatever the case may be. So mind you, the whole entire time, I'm nervous. I'm listening to the music, trying to calm me down, but I am nervous. I'm like, yo, dang, man, I'm like, I don't, don't want to blow this or whatever. So anyway, it's time. Coming to the stage, a brother that I want to introduce, I want to introduce you guys to. So he's he's building me up, you know, I'm like, this is a good brother and his spoken word is amazing and all that. Mind you, you even hear me spit yet. <laughs> but he's giving me the all the accolades and everything. So I'm like, okay. 
So I get up there. Now, my heart is racing. My heart is racing. But when I get up on that stage and I get up on that mic, there's a, a slight pause. Like I close my eyes. I take a deep breath. And my first words come out. And it was a rap. When my first words come out, I tell you guys, it was like everything else, it just like it felt right into place. All the jitters, like the it was the first word when I got the first, when I uttered the first word, it was like everything just, just vanished, all my anxiety. And it's like, I was at home. It was like, here, here I am, I'm home. This is where I need to be. And from, the, and from that point on, it was over. I, I hit the ground running. So I'm doing, I'm doing spoken word and I'm working on an album now. So I'm working on recording my first studio album. My first studio album, I'm working on it. And it's entitled The Ink of a Poet. I believe that album is still out there on Reverb. You guys can go check it out. <clears throat> but it's the the Ink of a Poet. That's my debut album. So I'm working on I'm working on the Ink of a Poet. I'm working on the Ink of a Poet. So during this time, I actually a friend of mine, you know, she introduces me to a whole new poetry circuit that I had no idea about. She introduced me to the blog talk radio poetry community. And I tell you, this was a, it was it was it was a pretty strong community, man. I'm like, I didn't know that people did that. Like I was so used to just going out, getting on open mics or whatever the case may be. But I, I had no idea that they had a whole community where you can just call in the number and you can just spit your, your material. So I was like. I'm like, really? It's like, yeah, it's a, you call in the number, you call in the show and and you actually you just spit your piece and they, you know what I'm saying, they give you your, your kudos and, you know, they critique, some shows critique it or whatever the case may be. But it, it, it was a good confidence builder. So I would go to Blog Talk. I would try some of my material out on Blog Talk that I would perform live. So I would try it out on Blog Talk. You know, I would go there. Let me see how the, how the people react or if they're feeling it or whatever the case may be. So I was, I used to get a good, really good reactions. You know what I mean? I was getting really good reactions. So at the time I'm working on my album and I'm, I'm into the blog talk. I'm into the blog talk thing now. Well, I'm just calling in shows, different shows. And, and I happened to call in this one show that a friend of mine uh, referred me to. And shout out to my brother, uh, Eric Moore. You know, it was the midday fix. So I called the midday fix. So now at this point in time, poetry, like I'm doing poetry, I'm writing stuff, I'm writing new material all the time. Like I said, I'm working on an album. So I'm every show I'm trying to get to. I'm trying to get to every show. 
You know, I want you know this community right here is, is a beautiful thing. I feel good. It's a confidence booster. So I'm like, all right, I can try all my new material like before I hit the stage with I can try it over here. So a friend of mine tell me to go to Block Talk. I'm not to Block Talk to uh to this show called The Midday Fix, hosted by my brother Eric Moore. So I go. Now, mind you, the midday fix, the way the show is, you know, is in the middle of the day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like about 1 or 2, 12, I think it came on. But the problem was I was at work, but I wanted to get on this show, you know. So I would listen to the show, have my Bluetooth on, and I would listen to the show. But I was like, I'm a, I want to call in. I want to spit, but I'm at work. So this one day I call in, I say, I'm going to spit. So my boss is up there. I was like, I got some time. I ain't nothing going on right now. So I go into the back. I call the show. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to spit a piece for the brother. So he he pulls me in on the show. And uh, I spit a piece. So he tells me, he's like, yo, you remind me of somebody. He was like, yo, your style, like. Your style sounds just like this guy I know, man. I think y'all y'all can do some good work together, man. He said, you should check him out. So he tells me about a guy. I won't mention his name right now. But she, he tells me about a guy. And I go check him out or whatever the case may be. My first impression, I'm like, man, this guy's not like he He don't spit like me. Like I, I would spit is totally different. But I can kind of see how people would say, we sound alike because we're both from New York. So we both share that New York accent, that that New York vernacular. So in any event, I, I hit the guy up or whatever the case may be, hit him up. And uh, it's like he's dubbing me. <laughs> I was like, yo, I'm hitting this dude up, hit this dude up like like mad times. And he he's not responding back to me or whatever the case may be. So I was like, forget it, it's a wrap. So anyway... This same individual, he has a show on Blog Talk. So I happened to go to this show one day. So I was like, I'm going to go to this show. I'm going to spit a piece. Now, he's the host. So when I spit the piece, he was like, yo, that piece was fire, man. Yo, me and you, we got to get up and we got to do something. I'm like, man, I've been hitting you up all this time, man. You've been, you've been dubbing me. So he's like, oh, you so-and-so? I'm like, yes, that's me. He's like, I didn't even know. So anyway, we link up. And when we link up, history is made. You know what I'm saying? All that came from blog talk by me, you know what I mean? Going on blog talk, meeting this individual. I don't want to release his name because later on in this series, we, we would definitely interview him and we'll get into all of that. But getting back to the story of me, getting out there and getting my poetry out there and getting, you know, like I said, I was working on an album. So in the meantime, the same individual we talking about that, that, uh, that I spit on his show, he hooks me up with a producer. Cause I tell him, I'm like, Oh, look, man, I'm look, I'm looking to get my album out there, but I need a producer for some of my tracks. So he hooked me up with a producer, fire producer, shout out to, uh, just, just plain Jody. You know what I'm saying? Like, shout out. Queen is definitely nice with the beats. And she do great work. So he hooks me up. And basically, after he hooks me up, like me and her, we start kicking it. And we, 
You know what I'm saying? I give her my tracks and everything, and she just went ham with it. Like, I gave her raw vocals, and she came back with a masterpiece. You know what I mean? So she did very good work, and I'm like, wow. So now I'm in the scene now. So I'm working on the album. I get the album done, and then from there, I get into a, I would want to say, I ain't going to say a super group, but it was something like a super group. I formulate a group, then the name of the group called the uh, composition. So it, it it first consisted of four members, four four original core members, and then it extended. But in the in in the beginning, when we created the group, the four group, we created a lot of content. You know what I'm saying? With with that first four. No, I ain't gonna say the first four. I'll say the <laughs> the extension of the, the the revamping of the group you know we we really did some really good work together and we put out a lot of a lot of great music in my opinion you know and hopefully i will be able to play some of that music you know during the show not not this show but you know as we go on with the spoken soul sessions i'll be able one of the beautiful things about having your own podcast you can promote your own stuff so definitely y'all hear some composition and some poetic black tracks. But back to the story, spoken word. So this is like this is this is how I got into the poetry scene. So from 2007 to roughly now, <laughs> nonstop, I've been pretty much like head first in the poetry. So this is just like the the next half of it. You know, because I love spoken word and I, I love what it can do, the potential of it, you know, but uh, you know what I don't love about it is that for some, <laughs> I ain't going to say for all because some people are very successful in the spoken word realm, but you know, for a lot, it's a, it's a uphill battle for a lot of us. So if you ever heard that expression, starving artists, that is me or i would say that was me a starving artist like anything that ever went down i want to be a part of it every open mic every i mean every feature yeah i'm not saying no to nothing you want me to perform here yes you want me to compete over here yes 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 i'm not turning down nothing but my collar and you know it it worked out for me the fact that, you know, I became a little bit more known in the New York area. And then spoken word has allowed me to travel, travel to different places to perform, you know, uh, allow me to be published. So it's, a, it's you know, it's, a, it's definitely a blessing. So this podcast is everything spoken word. But we just don't deal with spoken word. We deal with life, everything, you know. Anything that we you know me we'll talk about, we'll we'll bring it back to spoken word, you know. And if the if we have a piece that we can spit that goes with the topic, then that's even better. So the aim of this podcast is is basically to give a platform to those artists that may not get that recognition or they're striving to get that recognition. So this is a platform for them. A platform where pe where people can come and listen 
to genuine spoken word, get the ins and out of what it takes to write a good piece. You know, the things that you do to uh, enhance your piece, how to perform your piece, because a lot of times you you have an individual who can be who can have a dope pen. They can have a dope pen. They can they can really write, put stances together, make sense and everything. But the performance, it lacks, you know, so it it, it sometimes is not how you write or what you write is is more so how you deliver it you know so definitely for the for the true spoken word enthusiasts this is the place where you want to be you know where we give inside tips little you know what I'm saying how to get over certain things like writer's block you know what I mean sometimes it's you know sometimes we we overexert ourselves and sometimes we got to let the the poem come to us like I'm one of those people like like I said earlier like sometimes the peace, it just comes. It just comes. It just flows and it's there. But then other times, it's like, <clears throat> excuse me. Other times, it's like, I got to contemplate it. I got to contemplate the, the, the theme. I got to give it some thought. And then other times, it's just pure emotion. Sometimes the best spoken word piece is to give that that raw emotion of how you feel to record that raw emotion of how your words make you feel when you're writing them and 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 try to and try to like it's hard but try to get that feeling and be able to conjure that feeling when you spit that poem that's that's the hard thing you know because sometimes like certain pieces it need it need a certain type of energy to come along with it like i got i got a piece called uh a ride with my father and actually this is one of the this is one piece right here that that that's always requested is always requested i want to hear that piece around my father i want to hear around my father a lot of people request that poem but that poem right there that poem in particular it takes a lot it takes a lot to spit that poem with the due diligence and the emotion that I wrote it with. That's why every time I every time I perform that poem, I try to give that intensity because it's a very it's a very deep poem. It's a poem, basically a poem about uh, a ride that I had with my father. You know, it's like me and my father, we weren't close. You know, it's like I barely knew him. But it was this one particular day that, you know, he was making an attempt to, you know, to spend some time with his son. So basically, you know, the whole poem is pretty much about that that ride, but more so about the things around that ride. All the things that led up to the fact that me and my father, we didn't have a relationship all those things, you know, all the all the background stories and why my mother and my father never worked out and things of that nature. So, you know, it was a deep poem. It's a very emotional poem. So it's like it's hard when I get requested to spit that poem to conjure up that same emotion I felt when I wrote it. However, you guys can go listen to that track on SoundCloud if you if I do have a SoundCloud, it's free. You can um 
you can go up and look and look up my name, Poetic Black, and you'll see um, a ride with my father. That's one of the tra- I got some. I got a few tracks up there, but that's one of the tracks I got up there. Uh, a ride with my father, and um, it's a deep track, but there's a lot of emotion into that track. So if you guys want to hear it, y'all can go over there and listen to it. But yeah, basically, man, that's uh, that's it, man. That's that. You know, that's that's my introduction to the spoken word. The spoken that the the world of spoken word, and um, you know where I ended up, you know. So it started with me just writing my little stories or writing my my uh, my thoughts, and it just escalated to something else, you know. So now I have about mm, I have about four projects out there circulating out there. You know, a lot of content, a lot of songs, and a lot of, you know, a lot of poems. You know, so spoken word has definitely, you know, changed my life. Once I got into it and I start to understand the depth of it, it's just so much that you can you can do. You know, they say there's a power in spoken word. There's definitely a power in spoken word. And that's my aim. My aim is always to make my words have meaning you know there's different types of poets you know there's different types of poets you know and we all got different sides of us you know i have a neurotic catalog i have uh i have a raw like catalog you know but poetic black the poetic black catalog i try and i always strive to to write with substance write something of substance you know nothing superficial but uh definitely man so that's an introduction to who i am poetic black spoken word artist uh i hope you guys you know this is a podcast i'm just starting now so please bear with me i'm i'm learning all the technical different aspects of doing the podcast so i really ask you guys to bear with me and also anybody listen to the podcast who want to get on the show who want to get their poetry featured on the show you can shoot me an email at spoken soul sessions at gmail.com you know if you have a press kit or if you have some stuff out there on youtube or whatever you can send me the link i'll check you out and uh, definitely, man, we can we can make an arrangement so you can come on the show via uh, maybe Squadcast or something like that. But definitely have you on the show. So any of you guys want to get your work out there, you want to get your your poetry, uh, you know, you want a poem read or on the air, then shoot me an email at SpokenSoulSessions at gmail.com or send your press kit or any links where I can see your work and definitely I'll hit you up and we can work on getting you on the show. Maybe we can get an interview with you because I'm definitely looking to interview artists. I'm in the New York area. So definitely all the artists in the New York area hit me up. You know, this is definitely a platform, but also the artists that's not in New York, in the New York area, you have a whole bunch of spoken word artists all over the country and 
you know, with with the technology we have now, we can do remote interviews anywhere. So definitely, you know, if you think you want to get your you want to get your spoken word out there, you want to get your poetry out there and uh, you want to get highlighted, shoot me an email at spoken soul sessions at gmail.com. That's S P O K E N soul S O L sessions S E S S I O N S. So definitely guys, I appreciate you guys rocking out with me. And this is just the first episode or this is episode zero so there'll be definitely more great content to come. We have some dope interviews. I got some dope interviews lined up with some premier spoken word artists in the New York area and beyond. So you guys stay tuned. This is Spoken Soul Sessions where we talk about everything from spoken word, poetry, life situations. We deal with current events, topics, anything. But we but we we make our base about spoken word. You know, so definitely I want you guys to come back and join me again and uh here at Spoken Soul Sessions. And I'm your host, Poetic Black.